0: all right guys what's up on the fly is back after a long absence yes i know i'm sorry things have just been crazy crazy busy uh, but after a long absence we're back we still got our top 10 artists of all time to to get back to into still got 10 10 great artists up here we've done 25 through 10 so far now the top 10 but first before we do that let's get a little bit of uh on this day in music history of course if you've been looking at at the uh, Facebook page, you, you get updated on this. Uh, I, I try to put up there as much as I can. I know it might be a little overkill, but uh, try to put as much up there as I can about all this day of music history. Music is very important to me. Sports is very important to me, of course, if you follow the final score, but on the fly deals with, with music, entertainment, and movies, and uh, guys, I'm, I'm going to keep you updated as best as I can. All right, we got some birthdays today. <clears throat> Nineteen thirty-nine, Grace Slick of Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, Starship was born. Uh, drummer Chris Slade, who was in Uriah Heep, AC/DC, and Man from Man. Uh, let's see, Timothy B. Smith, the bass player for the Eagles and and Poco, his birthday's today. Joey Belladonna, uh, the lead singer for Anthrax, was born today. Gavin Ross Rossdale. Uh, Gwen Stefani, the ex and frontman for Bush, was born today. All right, that's all the birthdays. On this day, we we'll us talk about some news here. In 2016, with the Cubs in the World Series for the first time since 1945, longtime fan Eddie Vedder leads the crowd and take me out to the ballgame during the seventh inning stretch. Of course, Eddie Vedder, uh, frontman for Pearl Jam and a big-time Cubs fan. On this day in 2007, the Eagles released Long Road Out of Eden. I don't know if you guys like that album. Busy Being Fabulous, that was a good song off that. It was available at first only at the band's website, Walmart, and Sam's Club stores. I don't know if you remember bands were doing that for a little while back then, making it exclusive to like Target or Walmart or Best Buy, stuff like that. Uh, It it doesn't really do it anymore, I, I guess since you don't have a lot of CDs out now. On this day in 2010... Cat Stevens made a rare public appearance performing Peace Train at the Rally to Restore Sanity and or Fear, which was organized and hosted by John Stewart and Stephen Colbert. Midway through the song, Colbert interrupts him and introduces Ozzy Osbourne, who starts performing Crazy Train. Stevens and Osbourne go back and forth, resulting in a strange and hilarious train wreck. So we're going to have to uh, check. I've, I've got to find a video of that, if that is up on uh YouTube, and we'll put that on the website. On this day in 2002, Jason Mazel, a.k.a. Jam Master J, run DNC fame, age 37, is shot and killed at a recording studio in the Jamaica neighborhood of Queens, New York. Although the authorities suspect convicted drug dealer Kenneth Supreme McGriff, a friend of Murder, Inc., Founders Irv and Chris Gotti of the crime, along with accomplice Randy Stretch Walker, they are not convicted, and to this day, the murder remains unsolved. Tragic. On this day in 2001, Lenny Kravitz releases his sixth studio album, simply Tited, titled Lenny. And on 1998, original members of Black Sabbath reunite for a one-off performance on Late Show with David Letterman. On this day in 1992, George Michael sues his record label, Sony, calling his contract professional slavery. Michael, who was seeking control of his masters and escaped from his eight-album deal, loses the case and is ordered to pay court costs for both sides. 1995, Virgin and DreamWorks, SKG... By his contract from Sony, and Michael resumes his music career with the album Older the following year. Now, I don't know if you've seen the documentary that was put out shortly after George Michael's death. I wasn't a big George Michael fan, but after watching that documentary, you know, documentaries really sucked me into, you know, I'll I'll really start listening to a, a, a group's music. Behind the music was killer for that, why they don't have behind the music on anymore. I don't know. There's plenty of bands out there you can do behind the music on VH1 MTV. But I know since you're called music television, you kind of shy away from music, right? Also on this day in 1982, Minute Work. One hit wonder minute work. With their one hit Who Can It Be Now is hits number one in America on this day in 1982. This day in 1984, less than two years after its release, the RIAA certifies Michael Jackson's Thriller album with sales of 20 million copies in America, introducing a new designation, Double Diamond. The stratospheric sales of Thriller are unprecedented and keep climbing to well over 30 million. It isn't until 1994 when another album gets the Double Diamond designation And that's a Greatest Hits package. The Eagles, their Greatest Hits, 71 through 75. Also on this day in 1987, we just talked about George Michael. Well, his first solo album was released on this day in 1987. Wow, that's been 32 years ago. Uh, Faith, packed with hits, I Want Your Sex, Father Figure, uh, the title track Faith. It goes to number one in both the UK and the US and wins a Grammy Award for Album of the Year. Last, Lastly, on our news for the day, 1999, Santana's Supernatural album goes to number one in America, giving the group its first chart-topping album in 28 years. That's going to do for our news for the day, the music world. Right now, we're going to get back to our top ten artists. Uh, leading off with, at number nine, well, actually, we're going to go nine because we did the tenth last time. And at number nine, this guy, for a stretch in, in 82 between '82 and '89, could do no wrong. Uh, three UK and seven number, seven US number one singles. Uh, also worked with another band before he got there. Worked on and off after the success of his uh, of his solo career. I'm talking about Genesis and it just one of the you know I talk about distinguishable voices, and distinguishable sound, and this guy has that. Definitely has that. I'm talking about uh, Phil Collins. He got his really his big big break in mid 1970 when the rock band Genesis advertised for a drummer sensitive to acoustic, acoustic music, excuse me, and a 12-string acoustic, acoustic guitarist. Uh, Collins tried out and got it, then started singing a little bit, singing mostly background. Then got into a uh, where he was singing songs a little bit. Then when Genesis lead singer Peter Gabriel decided to leave. They looked no further than Phil Collins as the drummer and lead singer of Genesis. Then in 1981, he released his debut solo album, Face Value, released in February 1981. uh, And what can you say? Went on reaching number one in seven countries worldwide. Number seven in the U.S. where it went on to sell five million copies. The big, big single from that was In the Air Tonight, the album's lead single, became a hit, reached number two in the U.K. charts. The song song is known for the gated reverb effect used on Collins' drums, a technique developed when he worked as an engineer on Peter Gabriel's song Intruder, in which Collins played drums. Following an invitation by record producer Martin Lewis, Collins performed live as a solo artist at Amnesty International benefit Show for the Secret Policeman's Other Ball at the Theatre Royal. Drury Lane in London in September 1981, performing In the Air Tonight and The Roof Is Leaking. So now, after that, his second solo album, Hello, I Must Be Going, was released in November 82. His marital problems proved to be an inspiration for his songs, which you don't want to see that, including I Don't Care Anymore and Do You Know, Do You Care. The album reached number two in the UK and number eight in the US, where it sold three million copies. Its second single, a cover of You Can't Hurry Love by The Supremes, became Collins' first UK number one single and went to number 10 in the US. Things, things really started taking off for him in 1984. In February 1984, he released Against All Odds, the main theme for the film of the same title. The song was produced by Arif Martin and is one of the few songs released by Collins that he did not co-produce himself. The single is more pop, pop oriented and commercially access, accessible than Collins' previous work. Became his first solo single to top the Billboard Hot 100, reached number two in the UK single charts, and earned, the, earned him the Grammy Award for Best Pop Performance Male. In 1984, he also contributed to the production on Chinese Wild, the third solo album from Earth, Wind & Fire, vocalist Philip Bailey, which included a duet from the two music- musicians, Easy Lover. Well, that's a really great song. I remember, I, the only reason I bought Chinese Wild was because of Easy Lover, uh, but wasn't too crazy about the rest of it, no offense. The song went to number one in the UK the following year. He also produced and played drums on seven track, several tracks from behind the Sun by Eric Clapton. He then released his most successful album, the Diamond Certified No Jacket Required, in February 1985. Went to both number one in both the UK and the US, contained the US number one hits, One More Night and Susudio, as well as top ten hits, Don't Lose My Number and Take Me Home. It also contains a lesson on Who Said I Would and Only You Know and I Know. The album f- featured contributions from police vocalist Sting, and MMA Peter Gabriel, and Helen Terry as backup vocalists. He also recorded the successful song and one of my favorite songs, Separate Lives, a duet with Marilyn Martin for the film White Knights, and a U.S. number one for the movie White Knights. Collins had three U.S. number one songs in 85, the most by any artist that year, No Jacket Required, won three Grammy Awards, including Album of the Year. Whatever Happened to Marilyn Martin? I remember when she did this duet with him that he, it, she, it looked like the sky was the limit for her. She put out another single that had a video called "Night Moves," uh, and that wasn't a bad song. But then it's just like she disappeared. He then went on to release albums so like, but seriously, both sides, "Dancing to the Light," "Testify," and "Going Back." He also, I look at the list of singles this guy's put out after, in in addition to what we talked about already, a "Groovy Kind of Love." Two Hearts, Another Day in Paradise, I Wish It Would Rain Down, Something Happened on the Way to Heaven, Do You Remember, which is one of my favorites, Both Sides of the Story, Dancing to the Light, and and True Colors, You'll Be in My Heart. I mean, there was so many great, great songs that he put out. And in in addition to continuing to work with Genesis, uh, Invisible Touch, among others that he, he did with Genesis. I mean, that's why and I've heard some some talk about some talk about his health in recent recent months and I hope that's not true, but you know, Phil Collins is definitely one of the top artists in the number of all time. He makes number nine on the On the Fly Top Twenty Five music acts. Number eight on the top twenty five music acts. As as done by On the Fly, which is me. Number eight is the group Heart. Ann and Nancy Wilson and their group. Uh, Heart is an American rock band formed in 1970 in Seattle by Steve Fossen, Roger Fisher, David Belzer, and Jeff Johnson. Evolved from an existing band, White Heart. Since 1973, the vocalists for Heart have been sisters Ann Wilson and Nancy Wilson. Over Heart's history, it had three primary lineups first found success when its members moved to counter in part to avoid the draft, then later in the United States and ultimately worldwide. Hart rose to fame in the mid-70s with the music influenced by hard rock and heavy metal as well as folk music. Their popularity declined in the early 80s, but in 85, Hart launched a successful comeback, which continued in the 1990s, releasing numerous hard rock songs and ballads. They disbanded in 1998, then resumed performing in 2002. In the summer of 2019, they ended their... 2016 Acrimonious Breakup are launching their Love Alive tour. Iconic hits include Crazy On You, Magic Man, and Barracuda. To date, they have sold over 35 million records worldwide including over 22.5 million in album sales in the U.S. They've had top 10 albums on the Billboard 200 in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2010s. They were now ranked number 57 on VH1's 100 Greatest Artists of Hard Rock. And in 2006, Ann Wilson was listed as one of the top heavy metal vocalists of all time by Hit Parade magazine. 2013, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, Hart really, you know, I wasn't, I didn't get into Hart in the, in the, you know, in their popularity in the 70s when they did, you know, Barracuda, uh, Magic Man, and, and, uh, and all that stuff with Dreamboat Annie and, uh, and and albums like that, I got into it when the '85 self title album uh, that when they came out of Capitol Records, uh, they had a makeover. I I mean you know you'd see I've seen Heart back then uh, with they looked different. They had a glam makeover in '85, and and they kind of went away. From what their sound was back then. Uh, the, the self-titled album reached number one. So five million copies. And launched four top ten hits. Including What About Love. Which went to number ten. Never went at number four. Chart-topping These Dreams. And nothing at all that went to number ten. A uh, fifth single of Looks Can Kill. Also charted giving the band the five hit singles from the same album for the first time. Now the next album that they put out was my favorite. Was Bad Animals. Uh, that was named after reactions to the band's band when they entered an upmarket upmarket Charlotte, North Carolina hotel. It it went further and further away from the folk sound that they had and went to a, a arena rock sound. I can tell you the hit singles alone, which reached number one, and, and "Alone" is one of my favorite favorite songs of all time. I mean, they just I mean the it's killer music, killer vocals. It, it's got everything to it. Who Will You Run To, which went to number seven. And There's a Girl, which is another good, great song, reached number 12. It also became the band's first top ten album success in the UK, peaking at number seven on the UK chart. Then The Brigade came out it was became the band's sixth multi-platinum LP. You had Stranded, I Didn't Want to Need You, and, and All I Want to Do is Make Love to You, which reached number two. But it created a controversy over whether the song encouraged women to endanger themselves by picking up hitchhikers. Oh come on, man! And in this day and time, yeah, I could understand it. But back then, it was a song and a video. Come on, you got to get get real. After that, they, you know the the grunge era came along, and uh, you, you know Hart kind of stepped to the back burner. They formed the Love Mongers, uh, and and they just kind of faded away for a little while. They they went on hiatus for a while. Then they came back, and they're still, still going strong today. Of course, you heard we talked about the, the kind of little breakup they had. It was some personal issues between them, and uh, they they took care of that, and they're back, and and they're taking care of business again. Now let's look at some, you know, some of the songs they got: Magic Man, Crazy on You, Dreamboat Annie, Barracuda, uh, a Dog and Butterfly. That's a good one. But then you get to the ones like we talked about. Uh, alone. What about love? Never. These dreams. Nothing at all. Uh, we, we talked all about that. But heart and and if you listen to them today, they still still sound great. Still sound like they did back then. A lot of people. A lot of people. Uh, singers. They kind of. Digress, and their voice kind of goes after singing for so long, but I can't tell a, a break with Anne or Nancy Wilson, and that and Heart is number eight on my top twenty-five of all time. All right. Number seven, and I'll probably catch some flack for this just because I've got where I've got these guys, but this is my list, and this is who I want on my list, who I feel like on my list, so let's get that straight. You guys can have your list, and if you want me to put it up here, if you want to come on and record with me and tell me your list, that's fine, but my number seven is country music artist, country music group, Rascal Flatts. Yeah, Rascal Flatts is, is, is a big-time favorite of mine. Rascal Flatts, country vocal group formed in Columbus, Ohio in 1991, composed of lead vocalist Gary Laveau, his second cousin, Jay DeMarcus, on bass guitar, and Joe Don Rooney on guitar and banjo. DeMarcus is also brother-in-law of country music singer James Otto and formerly one half of the Christian music duo East to West. From 2000 to 2010, they recorded for Disney Music Group's Lyric Street Records, while well, on that label, they released seven albums, all of which have been certified Platinum or higher by the RIAA. In order to release these albums are Self-Titled Rascal Flats Album in 2000, Melt in 2002, Feels Like Today in 2004, Me and My Gang in 2006, Still Feels Good in 2007, Greatest Hits Volume 1 in 2008, and Unstoppable in 2009. After Lyric Street closed in 2010, they moved to Big Machine Records, for which they've released five albums, Nothing Like This, Changed, Rewind, The Greatest Gift of All, and Back to Us. Their studio albums have accounted for more than 25 singles, of which 14 have reached number one on Billboard Hot Country Songs and or Country Airplay. Their longest-lasting number one single, a cover of Marcus Hummins' Bless the Broken Road, spent five weeks in that position in 2005. In 2005, 2006, What Hurts the Most was number one on both the Hot Country songs and Adult Contemporary charts and peaked at number six on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, Bless the Broken Road, uh, gosh, I can't remember the, the woman's name now that, that did Bless the Broken Road. What is her name? Melody Crittenden. And I know a lot of people had not heard of her. Melody Crittenden, Crittenden did it, did the song, uh among other people there's a lot of people that are nitty-gritty dirt band did it too uh but that song was on a episode of Dawson creek which i was a big fan of back then me and my wife watched that all the time and that song when i heard it i was like wow and then to hear rascal flats redo it and have such success with it was was pretty 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 great there uh their founding was at a Fiddle & Steel Guitar Bar in Nashville, Tennessee. Laveau and D- Jay DeMarcus were second cousins from a musical family. DeMarcus moved to Nashville in 1992, earning his first record deal as part of the Christian group called East to West. His brother-in-law, James Otto, was a, is a country music singer. In 1997, DeMarcus called Laveau to convince him to come to Nashville and provide some harmonies on Michael e- English's album, Gospel, which he was producing. They engineered the album together and became English's backup band. At the same time, DeMarcus had become the band leader of Shelly Wright's band, where he met Joe Don Rooney, the guitarist in that band. DeMarcus and Laveau were working in a Printer's Alley nightclub, and when their part-time guitarist could not make it that night, DeMarcus invited Rooney to join them. Jim Riley was the drummer and band leader for the band. The group covered the Shenandoah single, The Church on Cumberland Road, that night. To the group's recollection, a bond was formed instantly. Now, these guys have had so much success. And yeah, they haven't... Uh, they haven't really had that much here lately but they still put out great music uh, there's some of the this is the number one singles country new, number one singles These Days which I love that was there for three weeks Mayberry Bless the Broken Road Fast Cars and Freedom What's Hurts the Most My Wish Stan Take Me There Here Here Comes Goodbye which is another great song Why Wait Banjo I like the sound of that, and yours if you want it. Uh, now, there's a lot of other great songs on these, al- on these albums that uh, I personally love, but uh, these are just some of the best. I'm trying to think of some of uh, some of the ones I really listen to. Winner Out of Losing Game is one that didn't get a lot of attention. That I, That is just a great, great song. Come Wake Me Up uh, is, is a great song. I mean, if you watch the video, the video is even better. Uh, but Come Wake Me Up is, is another favorite of mine that, that didn't get a lot of attention. Of course, they they gave Justin Bieber some cool points for a little while. Yeah, it didn't last long. When he they did that, That Should Be Me, they did that song with him. Then... Crossroads, CMT Crossroads. and You couldn't put together two better bands. Rascal Flatts and Journey combined for Crossroads. CMT used to do that. That's another thing that I wish they would do more of too. Uh, Jeez, these people at VH1, MTV, and I don't know about CMT. I'm not going to put you out there yet, but you're dropping the ball when it comes to putting music on the air right now. Also, a duet with lauren elena it's called are you happy now that's another these are some songs y'all should probably check out if you if you haven't already with rascal flats but rascal flats my number seven of all time all right let's move on number six and this is this is a, a big time favorite of mine right here number six is the rock band bon jovi yeah, Bon Jovi is an American rock band formed in 83 in Sayreville, New Jersey. It consists of singer Jon Bon Jovi, keyboardist David Bryan, drummer Tico Torres, guitarist Phil X, and bassist Hugh McDonald. Previous bassist Alec John Such was dismissed in 1994. A longtime guitarist and co-songwriter Richie Sambora left in 2013. In 84 to 85, Bon Jovi released their first two albums and their debut single, Runaway, managed to crack the top 40 if you ever seen that video is whoo yeah 1986 the band achieved widespread success and global recognition with their third album slippery when wet which sold over 20 million copies and included three top 10 singles two of which reached number one you live you give love a bad name living on a prayer Their fourth album new jersey was also very successful selling over 10 million copies and featured five top 10 singles a record for a hard rock album Two of which, which reached number one: "Bad Medicine" and "I'll Be There for You." After the band toured and recorded extensively during the late '80s, culminating in the 1989, 88, 90 New Jersey tour, Bon Jovi, John bon Jovi Richie Sambora released successful solo albums in '90 90 and '91, respectively. 1992, they returned with the double platinum "Keep the Faith." This was followed by their biggest-selling, longest-charting single, "Always." and the album These Days, which proves to be be a bigger hit in Europe than the United States, producing four top ten singles in the U.K. Following another hiatus, their 2000 album Crush, particularly the lead single Hits My Life, successfully introduced the band to a younger audience. band followed up with Bounce in 2002. The platinum albums Have a Nice Day and Lost Highway saw the band incorporate elements of country music into some of the songs, including the 2006 single Who Says You Can't Go Home, which won the band a Grammy Award, and became the first single by a rock band to reach number one on the country star- charts. The circle marked a return to the band's rock sound. The band also enjoyed great success touring with both the 2005 6 Have a Nice Tour Day and the following Lost Highway Tour, ranking among the top 20 highest grossing concert tours in the 2000 and the 2000 2013 Because We Can Tour, ranking among the highest grosses of the 2010. The band continues. To tour and record with the most recent album, This House Is Not For Sale, and its associated tour encompassing 2016-2019. They've released 14 studio albums, 5 compilations, and 3 live albums. They have sold more than 100 million records worldwide, making them one of the best-selling American rock bands, and performed more than 2,700 contra- concerts in over 50 countries for more than 34 million fans. They were inducted in the UK Music Hall of Fame in 2006, and into the United States for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2018. They received the Award of Merit and the American Music Awards in 2004. And John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambor were inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2009. Now, how did I discover Bon Jovi? Okay, I wasn't I wasn't big into him. The Runaway, the self-titled album, I discovered that later on. When 7800, their second album, 7800 Fahrenheit, came out, that's when I really started liking bon Jovi. Only Lonely was in there, In and Out Loved, and then you had the ballad. Of course, they had every every hair band or every rock band back there seemed to have a ballad, uh, unless they were hard, like the thrash metal stuff. That's when I got into them. But then when, yeah, you know, I know that what I've hearing, the band doesn't like to talk about 7800 Fahrenheit. You don't see any songs i have yet to see any live songs of 78 fahrenheit except for that tour that's the only time so they stay away from that but then when slippery when wet came out oh my gosh the radio was nothing but bon jovi with good reason and then it just set off everything new jersey was was great uh Slippery, But Slippery When Wet was what launched them worldwide. Living on a Prayer, uh, Wanted Dead or Alive, MTV, when they played music, and yes, I do harp a lot on MTV for not playing music anymore because that was such a big part of everybody's use back then, a, a people my age, They're watching the MTV, watching the video. Uh, but Bon Jovi was all over MTV then, and that had a lot to do with their success. But to go on and still have that success later on and to come back twice and, and still have have great success. And, of course, with you know some people from the band not there anymore, which is a shame. I, th- I think Sambora, I don't know what the deal is with that, but Sambora is, you know, he's a big part of that band. And I, I know there was, I'm not going to get into some of the issues I heard, but... Uh, you know, he his harmonies with with John Bon Jovi's vocals, it, it, it's indistinguishable. I mean, distinguishable, but nobody sounds like that. And I just love the way they sang together. It's a shame that they can't, you know, get things straightened out and 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 get back together again right now. Let's go through some of the songs they put out. Runaway, which we talked about. She don't know me, which is a pretty good song. Only lonely is a good one. In and out I love is good. Silent night, you give love a bad name, which of course everybody knows. Living on a prayer, which I think uh, most football games you hear that. Wanted dead or alive. alive, never say goodbye. Bad medicine, born to be my baby. I'll be there for you. Lay your hands on me. Living in sin, uh, stop me if if you. Uh, let's see, what there? there's some good, there's some other good ones up here too. Keep the Faith, Bed of Roses, In These Arms. I Always, of course. This Ain't a Love Song, which is one of my favorites. Something for the Pain, Lie to Me. It's My Life. Thank you for loving me. You know, it just goes on and on. And, of course, you know, you want to make a memory, that's another one. Uh, Who Says You Can't Go Home, which featured Sugar Land's Jennifer Nettles. Uh, Bon Jovi is just a iconic group and you know there's no no discussion there about whether they're an iconic group or not they are they are awesome uh they're number 6 on my list you know I'm getting to look at this list and I think we're just going to go today we're going to go up into the top 3 and then we'll leave the top 3 for for next week cuz we're going to talk a lot about the top 3 and we're talking a lot about these, this top 10, a lot more than we have been about uh, any of the others. Uh, number five, 19, I believe it was 1980, was it 86? No, I'm wrong. It's 1984 when I first heard this guy. And, you know, he just, like I said, I I'm, I love somebody that sounds different than everybody else. And this guy sounded different and it really, you know, he had a string of hits through the 80s up into the mid-90s, uh, you know, late 90s. And still still recording today, uh, still active today. And I'm talking about Brian Adams. Uh, Brian Adams, a Canadian singer, songwriter, record producer, guitarist, photographer, philanthropist, Anthropist and activist. He rose to fame in Canada and the United States with his 1983 album, Cuts Like a Knife, and turned into a global star with his 1984 album, Reckless, which produced some of the best known songs, including Run to You, Summers of 69, and his first number one, Heaven. In 1991, he released the album, Waking Up the Neighbors, which includes the song, Everything I Do, I Do It For You. It, that song became a worldwide hit It reached number one in many countries. Including a new record of 16 consecutive weeks in the UK, that was also from the Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves soundtrack. That that video is is incredible video. Love that video. He also has had the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 number one singles, for Love" and "Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman." For his contributions to music, Adam has garnered many awards and nominations, including 20 Juno Awards among 56 nominations. 15 Grammy Award nominations, including a win for Best Song Written sp- specifically for a Motion Picture or Television in 92. He's also won MTV, ASCAP, American Music Awards, 3 I've Novello Awards for Song Composition, has been nominated 5 times for Global Golden Globe Awards and 3 times for Academy Awards for Songwriting for Films. He was awarded the Order of Canada and the Order of British Columbia for contributions to popular music and philanthropic work via his own foundation, which helps improve the education for people around the world. He was inducted in the Hollywood Walk of Fame in March 2011 and Canada's Walk of Fame, Canadian Broadcast Hall of Fame in 1998. In April 2006, he was inducted in the Canadian Music Hall of Fame at Canada's Juno Awards. In 2008, he was ranked 38th on the list of all-time artists in the Billboard Hot 150th Anniversary Charts. On January 13, 2010, he received the Alan Waters Humanitarian Award for his part in numerous charitable concerts and campaigns during his career. And on May 1, 2010, he was given the Governor General's Performing Arts Award for his 30 years of contributions to the arts. He is one of the biggest selling Canadian musicians of all time, having sold more than 75 million records worldwide. He released his ultimate collection in 2017, include ...included two new songs... ...Please Stay... ...and Ultimate Love... ...he co-wrote his first... ...Broadway musical... ...Pretty Woman... ...the musical in 2018... ...he then released... ...his 14th album... ...Shine a Light... ...on March 1st... 2017, ...2019... ...excuse me... ...now Brian Adams... ...I mean when... ...Reckless came out in 84... ...it peaked at number one... ...the album peaked at number one... ...on Billboard 200... Uh, ...but... ...Run to You... ...I was... Uh, ...that was okay... ...Summer 69 was great... Heaven, awesome one night love affair. Somebody and it's only love, which was a duet with Tina Turner, and that you know, Tina Turner was on fire back then. Uh, he just, he just, he just did a, such a great job. Uh, uh, but he then he had the follow up wasn't as great. Into the fire, take the hit songs. Heat of the night, hearts on fire. Uh, that was both top ten. But when he put out, waking up the neighbors, and. When you hear that six-and-a-half-minute song, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, it spent a record 16 consecutive weeks at number one on the UK single chart, as well as 10 weeks on top of the Australian charts. Then you have songs like Can't Stop This Thing We Started, Thought I Died and Gone to Heaven, Do I Have to Say the Words, Uh, and then when he collaborated with Rod Stewart and Sting for that single All For Love, which was on the Three Musketeers soundtrack, You know, he he didn't think he could get any better. He did when he put out his greatest hits compilation. uh, So far, so good. And the new song it's a brand new song. It's called "Please Forgive Me." Great song, one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, Have you ever really loved a woman? Which was from another soundtrack, Don Juan DeMarco. uh, And then puts out "18 Till I Die." That had "Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman." There was another. Another song that he put out from a, a movie, which I think was, what was it? The movie Jack? Yeah, it was the movie Jack. Robin Williams' movie. It's called Star. If you haven't listened to that song before, you need to listen to that song. It's a great song. Uh, and then there was the Unplugged. He did the Unplugged CD. That was, had a great song called I'll Always Be Right There. He just puts out great, great songs. Great songwriter. Uh, wow you can't say enough about brian adams brian adams is number five number five on my top 25. all right let's go to number four like i said we'll go to number four this week and then we'll do the top three next week number four on my list is a band that i discovered myself i didn't discover them but that i started listening to oh let's see 1984 i was a little late to the party on this one but uh the album that i listened to was you know at first i was like yeah you know this was when i was first getting into the whole hard rock i had been you know i've been a kiss fan but as far as other hard rock bands i wasn't that much into it uh you know but these guys uh were, were some of my favorites and when i listened to their album uh, Shout at the Devil in 84, I automatically became a fan. It was probably their best album of all time. Uh, I'm talking about Motley Crue. Motley Crue, I mean, till from 81 to 2000, what did they stop in, 2015? Uh, yeah, just kick butt. Even though they went through some lineup changes here and there, they had, they had some feuds with each other, but yet they always kicked Kick butt. I mean, it, it, no matter who they put out there. Uh, they are an American rock band formed in Los Angeles, California in 1981, founded by bassist Nikki Sixx, drummer Tommy Lee, guitarist Mick Mars, and lead singer Vince Neil. They've sold 100 million albums worldwide, making them one of the best-selling bands of all time. Also, they've achieved seven platinum or multi-platinum certifications, nine top 10 albums on the Billboard 200 charts, including... 1989's Dr. Feel Good, which is their only album to reach number one. 22 top 40 mainstream rock hits and 6 top 20 pop singles. The band experienced several short-term lineup changes in the 90s and 2000, including vocalist John Karabi, who was Vince Neal's replacement from 92 to 96, and drummers Randy Castillo and Samantha Maloney, both of whom filled in for Lee during a split for the band from 99 to 2004. The members of Motley Crue have often been noted for their hedonistic lifestyles and their androgynous persona they maintain. Following its hard rock and heavy metal origins on their first two albums, Too Fast for Love and Shout the Devil, the release of their third album, Theater of Pain, saw the band join the first wave of glam metal. They've also been known for their elaborate live performances, which features flamethrower guitars, roller coaster drum kits, and heavy use of pyrotechnics. Their most recent studio album, *Saints of Los Angeles*, was released on June twenty-fourth, two thousand eight. Band's final show took place on New Year's Eve, December thirty-first, two thousand fifteen. It was filmed for a theatrical and Blu-ray release in two thousand sixteen. After two and a half years of inactivity, Vince announced in September two thousand eighteen that Motley Crew had reunited and was working on new material. On March twenty second, 2019, they released four new songs on the soundtrack for their Netflix biopic, The Dirt, based on the band's New York Times bestselling autobiography. The soundtrack went to number one on the iTunes All-Generes album chart, number three on Billboard Top Album and Digital Album Sales chart, number 10 on Billboard Top 200 and Top 10 Worldwide. The autobiography returned to the New York Times bestseller list at number six on on non print, and number eight, on non combined print, and ebook, uh, yeah, you know, 80, 84, when I first started listening to them, I couldn't get enough of it, it, it but they went, in a different direction, when they did, uh, th- when they did, the, uh, Theater of Pain, and which had one of their biggest hits, of all time, which was Home Sweet Home, um, yeah, Home Sweet Home was, was terrific. Uh, probably one of the best power ballads of all time. And people still... I remember MTV when they had... and Yeah, I'm going with MTV again. When they had... Uh, what was it? The Dow MTV countdown every... every Was it every day during the week? I think so. They had to retire. They had to retire that, uh, that song from there. They, you couldn't vote for it anymore. Because, because they were so much, they had they had won number one so many times. They wanted to give somebody a uh, wanted to give somebody a chance. So, home sweet home was retired. Then, then of course, uh, you had girls, 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 uh, which which was decent. What wasn't one of my favorites. Uh, you had Doctor Feelgood, which you know they supposedly went sober for that one. Uh, was great from start to finish, and I mean they they were they were awesome. They were in their prime when Doctor Feelgood came out. Then the split with Vince and uh, John Sarabi coming in and doing the self title album, and it wasn't a bad album, but I think people just thought it's not Motley Crue. Uh, you know. I just I don't think people gave it a chance, but then Neil comes back with Generation Swine, uh, the album that just it wasn't really much of anything. It wasn't Motley Crue stuff, but they they did back and forth with different lineups. You know, Tommy Lee when he was going through that whole thing with Pamela Anderson, he he leaves. They had tensions between Neil and Lee, uh, tensions here, tension there, and then Mick Moore's. They went out and formed their own, did their own thing, got back together, went out on tour, did their last tour. And they signed a contract saying they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't get to be- get back together again. Um, you know, I, I don't know, uh, I don't know what that, the that well, I don't think it'll, they did sign a contract contract that would, would mean they couldn't tour together anymore under the name of Motley Crue. So that's not saying that they can't put out music again, you know, new music. Uh, but And I've heard something might be going on. I don't know. If, there's a lot of rumors going around, but I don't know if anything's going on with it or not. They were ranked 10th on MTV's list of top 10 heavy metal bands of all time and ninth. On VH1's all-time top ten. How did that happen? Don't MTV own VH1? <laughs> anyway, that's more screwed up than than I've ever MTV. Don't get me started on the MTV. You know what will happen. Uh, so we're going to be to the top three next week, and we'll talk a little bit more about. Uh, we'll we'll recap the top twenty-five. We'll talk about our top three. We'll do our. We'll do our. Uh, News of the day or news of the week, we'll go through that, and hopefully we'll have some more interviews coming you guys' way soon. Um, you know, it's been kind of busy here lately, but I'm my schedule's kind of opening up now, so I'm gonna be hitting the interview interviews hard now and see if I can get you guys some good stuff. Uh, but that's gonna do it for on the fly today. Like I said, that was number nine through number four, so top three coming next week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. On the fly, that's going to do it for today. You guys have a great week and have a happy Halloween.